Let God transform your life as you listen to this inspiring sermon by Reverend Richard C. Whitcomb. On Friday, May 29th this year, Stephen Prowse took his two children fishing at the St. John's River in Jacksonville, Florida, USA. Stephen guided his boat to a remote stretch of the river, anchored his boat in the middle of the water, and got out his fishing equipment. Stephen's son, Chase, age seven, and his daughter, Abigail, age four, got into the water and played and swam while their father fished. But suddenly, the peaceful family scene turned deadly. Without any warning, a strong current surged through the river. Abigail lost her grip on the family boat and was caught up in the surge. Before Stephen or Chase could stop her, little Abigail Proust was swept away from the boat and carried along by the dangerous current. Fortunately, Abigail was wearing a life jacket that kept her head above water. But as the strong current carried her away from her family, Stephen knew he had to act quickly or his daughter could be lost forever. So Stephen jumped into the water and desperately swam after the four-year-old. Help! Help! Abigail shouted. But there was no one around to help. As Stephen tried frantically to rescue Abigail, she drifted further and further away. Seven-year-old Chase stared in horror as the scene unfolded. Then the little boy did the only thing he knew to do. He started swimming for shore. If he could just reach the shore, he could call for help. If he could just get to shore, he could call a rescue team. So while his father and sister struggled to stay alive, Chase swam to shore. The current was against him, and his little body didn't seem to be a match for the river. But Chase wouldn't give up. He swam for 10 minutes, then 20 minutes, then 30 minutes. He grew so tired that at times all he could do was float on his back. But then he would get up and swim again. He kept swimming, kept pressing on. He refused to give up. The lives of his father and sister were at stake. He kept telling himself, don't stop swimming. Finally, after swimming for one full hour, Chase reached the shore. With the remaining strength he had, he ran to a nearby house and called for help. Soon, the rescue team arrived and pulled Stephen and Abigail alive out of the river. We're here by the grace of God, Stephen Proust proclaimed. Then he added these words, Chase made it to shore and got help. That's what saved our lives. Facing tragedy, Chase Proust refused to give up. With his father's and his sister's lives at stake, Chase persevered. He couldn't rescue them by himself, but he would not stop swimming till he got the help that could save them. There's a powerful lesson for all of us in the remarkable true story of Chase Proust and his perseverance to rescue his dad and his sister. You see, just like Chase, we all face urgent and desperate needs. We have friends and family and neighbors who are in a life and death struggle for their souls. We face battles so great that we can't fight them on our own, but we can go for help. We can go to the throne of God and receive mercy in our time of need. We can pray. 
And if we will persevere in prayer like Chase Proust persevered in swimming, we will prevail. If we will never stop praying, we will see God bring powerful revival to our nation and to our world. We'll see healings and deliverances and salvation. We will see people rescued and lives changed if we don't stop praying. For if a seven-year-old boy would refuse to stop swimming so that he could rescue his family, can't you refuse to stop praying so you can rescue the lost? If a seven-year-old boy would swim for one hour to save the people he loves, can't you pray for one hour for the people you love? If Chase Proust could sacrifice physically to get help from earth, can't you sacrifice spiritually to get help from heaven? You see, Chase Prowse didn't have any assurance that he would make it to the shore. He didn't have any promise that he would get help in time. But we have an assurance that cannot be shaken. We have a promise from God Almighty. If we don't stop praying, God will hear us and help us. That's the powerful truth we're going to learn in our sermon titled, Don't Stop praying. We're going to look at an amazing story of perseverance in the Bible and discover the three reasons we should always pray and never give up. But before we learn more, let us bow our heads and pray. Almighty and everlasting Father, we thank you. You are the God of heaven and earth. You are the King of creation. You are our Father in heaven. And we bow before you today. We acknowledge that without you we are nothing. We can do nothing without your power and strength. We are weak, but Lord, you are strong. We are helpless, but you are mighty. So come inside of us today. Give us the grace. Give us the strength. Give us the anointing. Give us the understanding we need that we might serve you and never give up praying. We submit to you right now, I bind every voice that would come to deceive or disturb or distract everyone watching and listening this broadcast in the name of Jesus, and I loose the power of the Holy Spirit to come upon us and fill us with light and life and love that we will persevere in prayer and receive powerful results. We thank you by faith in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. I want to invite you to join your faith with mine right now. Just put your hand on your chest and pray after me. Say, Lord Jesus, speak to my heart. Change my life. Manifest your glory in me. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Truth for today. It's so wonderful to have you join me today to receive God's word. And I believe you're not watching or listening by accident. God has something great in store for you. See, we're here to meet with Jesus Christ. We're here to walk with the Lord, to listen to his word, and to experience his presence. That's why last week we began a new sermon series called P-R-A-Y, Pray. Powerful results await you. We're on a journey to discover the secrets of the secret place, to learn the power of prayer so that we can enjoy powerful results. Now, to help us learn the truth for today, I've prepared sermon notes. The sermon notes are free of charge and are available to download from my website, my Facebook page, and my YouTube channel. I invite you to take out your sermon notes now and follow along with me as we take a look at the parable of the widow and the judge. Our text for today is found in Luke 18, 1 to 7. You can follow along with me on the screen as I read from the New Living Translation. Now, receive 
the word of the Lord. One day, Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. There was a judge in a certain city, he said, who neither feared God nor cared about people. A widow of that city came to him repeatedly saying, give me justice in this dispute with my enemy. The judge ignored her for a while, but finally he said to himself, I don't fear God or care about people. But this woman is driving me crazy. I'm going to see that she gets justice because she's wearing me out with her constant requests. Then the Lord said, learn a lesson from this unjust judge. Even he rendered a just decision in the end. So don't you think God will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will grant justice to them quickly. May the Lord bless the reading of his word to your hearts today in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. If you've read much of the New Testament, you know that Jesus often spoke in parables. They were stories that illustrated the truth. He told stories so that he could explain truths to us in detail. Now, some of the stories he told are hard to understand, and scholars debate over the meaning of the stories. But there are other parables Jesus told, which are so clear anyone can understand them. In such stories, Jesus often tells us exactly what he's trying to teach us, and that makes it very easy to understand. And that's exactly what is happening in this story. Jesus tells us plainly what he wants us to understand. He says it before the story. Men should always pray. And he tells us again at the end of the story. God will hear your prayer when you persevere. So the very reason Jesus taught this parable was to encourage us to pray and keep on praying. In fact, in this story, Jesus gives us three powerful reasons why we should always pray and never give up. And here's the first reason. God wants to answer your prayers. The foundation for persevering in prayer is the belief that God wants to answer your prayers. You've got to believe that or you'll give up. But if you're convinced that God wants to answer you, you will keep on asking. That's why our story begins in Luke 18.1 with these words. Jesus told a story to show that they should always pray. Somebody say always pray and never give up. So Jesus is telling us this story because he wants you to persevere in prayer because he wants to answer you. And to encourage us, Jesus tells us a story about a widow who appealed to an unjust judge. At first, the judge wouldn't listen to the woman. But eventually, when she refuses to stop pleading, the judge gives her what she wants. Now, Jesus tells us plainly that the judge was not a righteous man. He didn't care about anybody or anything. There was no fear of man and no fear of God in him. And yet he still helped this woman. And if this unjust, wicked judge was willing to help this widow woman just so that he could have peace of mind, how much more do you think God is going to help those he loves? How much more will God come in to rescue those who cry out to him with faith? For you see, Jesus tells us that God is not unjust like the judge in this story. He's not like men in this world. He is a good God. He's reliable, faithful, honest, pure, holy, true, just, and righteous. Though men may fail you, God will never fail you. 
And you may not understand the circumstances in your life right now. But there's one thing you can understand. You can understand God. You may not understand the delay in your prayers, but you can understand God. And the fact is, God is good. He's good all the time. He was good yesterday, and he's good today, and he'll be good tomorrow. He's always good, eternally good, and perfectly good. And though you may feel discouraged right now, lift up your eyes unto the Lord. Keep believing, keep praying, and don't lose heart. For you see, when all else fails, you can cling to the goodness of the Lord. Friends, let me tell you today about the goodness of my God. You see, you may have heard about God. Someone may have told you about him. But I want you to know him for yourself. For when you know the Lord, you will know how great and how kind and how good he is. Listen to what the Bible says about the Lord in Psalm 25.8. The Lord is good and does what is right. Psalm 34, 8. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Psalm 73, 1. Truly, God is good. Psalms 86, 5. Oh Lord, you are so good, so ready to forgive, so full of unfailing love to all who ask for your help. Psalms 100, verse 5. For the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever, and his faithfulness continues to each generation. And when you believe God is good and you believe he wants to answer your prayers, you will keep on praying. That's why Jesus taught us in Matthew 7, 7 to 11, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives. Everyone who seeks finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. You parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask him? Just say, how much more? How much more does God want to answer your prayers? How much more does God want to meet your needs? How much more does God want to do for you than your earthly father? For God is better than our earthly fathers. God is better than the most loving mother. God is better than anyone, and there's no one who can compare to him. My father on this earth was a great man. He was a good father who always provided his best for his family. But my earthly father could never compare with my heavenly father. My earthly father was human, but my father in heaven is eternal. My earthly father had flaws, but my heavenly father is perfect. My earthly dad wanted to do good for me, but he was limited. But my eternal father is unlimited in his goodness and in his ability to do good. My heavenly father cannot be compared to any man on this earth. If we wanted to tell testimonies of the powerful results that come when we persevere in prayer, we would not leave here today. There are not enough books in the whole world to tell of all that God has done. The Bible is full of answers to prayer, and your life can be too. But the fact is God wants to answer prayers. That's why Psalm 4.3 says, you can be sure of this. The Lord will answer 
when I call to him. Just put your hand on your chest and say, the Lord will answer when I call to him. Consider today that the Bible tells us the unjust judge helped the woman even though she was a stranger to the judge. How much more will God our Father help us since we are his children? The widow was only one poor widow seeking help from a cruel man. How much more will a kind God help us when we are many who pray to him? The widow came to an unrighteous judge, but we come to a righteous father. The judge told the widow to stay away, but God tells us to draw near. She had no friend to speak on her behalf, but we have an advocate with the father, Jesus Christ the righteous, whoever lives to make intercession for us. She could only have access to the judge at certain times, but we have access to God the Father all the time. That is why Jesus said we should cry out to him day and night. The widow made the judge annoyed, but our prayers are pleasing to the Lord. In fact, answered prayer glorifies God the Father. That's why Jesus said in John 14, 13 to 14, you can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. So faith in the character of God will make you persevere in prayer. When you believe he's good, you believe he wants to answer. When you believe he wants to answer, you won't stop praying. That's the lesson I learned in 1996. My family and I were living here in Ghana, but we wanted to go back to the United States and visit our family. We decided to go for a year and stay in the U.S. before we returned home to Ghana. When we arrived in America, we began searching for a house to rent for a year. And within a short time, we found a beautiful home in a great location that was in our price range. I told the agent, we'll take it, and I started planning our move. Then our agent called with the news. We couldn't have that house as someone else had already taken the house before us. I was so disappointed. I couldn't believe what had happened. I loved that house. I'd prayed for that house. And now it felt like God had failed me. I was so disappointed and I couldn't understand why things had not worked out. My wife encouraged me and we prayed together and asked God to help us find another house. And God is so good. He had something bigger and better in his plans. He wanted to answer my prayers in a way that I knew was a miracle. He wanted to give me something better than what I expected. He wanted to do me good. Shortly after our disappointment with the first house, God directed us to another house. This one was bigger. This one was better. This one came furnished. The rent was lower. The location was better. The owners were Christians. And we moved into the second house rejoicing in the goodness of God. He'd done exceedingly, abundantly, above all we could ask or think. We were blessed in that lovely, large, furnished house. And believe it or not, we are still being blessed to this day by our stay there. You see, the landlords attended a church called Mount Olive Baptist Church, and they introduced me to the senior pastor, my friend, Reverend Dr. Eugene Johnson. Dr. Johnson invited me to preach at his church, and eventually Mount Olive Baptist Church became one of our great partners for the gospel. 
Dr. Johnson has preached in my church here in Ghana. A team from the church has come and ministered here with us. Their church supports our ministry. I'm still reaping the blessings over 20 years later from a delay in the answer to my prayers. For friend, God wants to answer your prayers. But sometimes you have to wait because he has something better. So take heart today in the promise found in 1 John 5, 14 and 15. This is the confidence we have in approaching God. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of him. Believe that God is good. He wants to answer your prayers. Just because you don't see the answer right now doesn't mean he doesn't want to answer. Just because you're passing through a trial doesn't mean God doesn't want to provide. You have to keep your focus on the end. And that brings us to our second truth today. Delay is not denial. Listen again to what Jesus taught us. He said, men should always pray and never give up. Why? Because Jesus goes on to say, learn a lesson from this unjust judge. Even he rendered a just decision in the end. Everybody say, in the end. Jesus tells us plainly that things can change in life. He's telling us that setbacks are temporary. There are times when things don't go through right away, but then a change comes along. The fact is any situation in life can be changed. Though things may look bleak, the end is what matters. See, friends, here's what you need to know right now. This is not the end. Right now, you may be at the beginning. Right now, you may be in the middle. But until you've come to the end, there's still hope. Things may look bleak in the beginning. Things may be tough in the middle. But what matters is the end. And you haven't come to the end yet. As long as God is on the throne and as long as you can pray, then this is not the end. So here's the truth you need to pack up and take home with you today. God will work it all out in the end. If it hasn't all worked out yet, then this is not the end. The bills may be coming due, but this is not the end. The marriage may be in trouble, but this is not the end. Your test scores may be low, but this is not the end. Your application may be ignored, but this is not the end. Your body may be weak, but this is not the end. You may have tried to conceive with no results, but this is not the end. Your child may be away from God, but this is not the end. The last chapter in your story has not yet been written. The final testimony has not yet been told. There are still miracles and answers to prayer that are yet to happen. And in the end, the contract will be signed. In the end, the marriage will be saved. In the end, God is going to move your application to the top of the pile and you will get that job. In the end, your body will recover. Your womb will bear a child. Your family will be reunited. Your children will serve God. Your hope will be restored. In the end, you will laugh and praise God for answers to prayer. So don't give up, for this is not the end. That's the lesson we can learn from the true story of Colleen Diston, a woman from Ventura, California, USA. 
1975, Colleen went to a cinema to watch a movie. When she got home, she realized her wallet had fallen out of her purse. She called the movie theater and reported her wallet missing and asked if anyone had found it. The employees searched the theater but could not find the wallet. That seemed to be the end. Colleen's wallet was gone. But then in June of this year, 2021, during a renovation project at the theater, a worker found Colleen's wallet. The movie theater contacted Colleen, and after 46 years, her missing wallet was returned. There were family photos and Colleen's old driving license. Colleen rejoiced that delay is not denial. If a woman can recover a lost wallet after 46 years, God can recover whatever you've lost. No matter the delay, you will not be denied. And I declare to you today, whatever has been lost in your life will be recovered. This is not the end. Delay is not denial. That's the lesson we can learn from the true story of a woman from Abu Dhabi named Munira Abdullah. In 1991, Munira was in a serious car accident. She was rushed to the hospital, but her injuries had caused her to slip into a coma. Her family gave her the best medical treatment they could, but nothing revived her. For 27 years, Munira lay in a coma, unable to move, unable to speak, unable to do anything. Then, in 2018, Munira woke up. After 27 years in a coma, Munira came back to life. She talks to her family, she prays, and she's awake. Her son says, I share her story to tell people not to lose hope on their loved ones. If a woman can come out of a coma after 27 years, God can bring you out of whatever is holding you back. And I declare to you today, whatever has gone to sleep in your life will come back to life. This is not the end. Delay is not denial. That's the lesson we can learn from the true story of a woman in the U.S. named Doretha Daniels. A few years ago, Doretha Daniels earned her first degree and graduated from a university called College of the Canyon. But the most amazing thing is this. Doretha Daniels was 99 years of age when she graduated. Hey! If a woman can graduate from university at the age of 99, God can bring your dream to pass. No matter the delay, you will not be denied. And I declare to you today, your dream will not be denied. You will achieve what you're seeking. This is not the end. Delay is not denial. That's the lesson we can learn from the true story of Harold and Lillian Holland. Harold and Lillian were married way back in 1955. They had five children together. But then, after 12 years of marriage, Harold and Lillian got divorced. They went their separate ways. Then, in April 2018, after 50 years apart, Harold and Lillian got back together and got remarried. <laughs> Harold was 83. Lillian was 78. They'd been divorced for 50 years, and then they fell in love again and got remarried. 
if a couple can remarry after being divorced for 50 years, God can restore any relationship. No matter the delay, he can restore and heal. And I declare to you today, whatever has been torn apart in your life will be restored. This is not the end. Delay is not denial. And the good news is this. Not only will it work out in the end, but also God is working in the meantime. God is working in the delay. God is just as interested in working in you through prayer as he is working through you in prayer. God is working in the delay to strengthen you. That's why James 1.3 says, you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And he's strengthening you in the delay. He's making you more determined. He's building your tenacity. He's teaching you patience. And he's using this time to perfect you. Whenever you're tempted to despair, remember the truth about the fern and the bamboo. The fern is a beautiful plant that grows quickly. It spreads its leaves along the forest path and brightens every land. When the fern seed is planted in the ground, it can start to sprout in a matter of days. The bamboo, however, is quite different. When a bamboo seed is sown into the ground, it takes five years before any sprout emerges. For five years, it lies dormant in the ground. It is out of sight. It seems to be dead, forgotten, useless. But then, in the fifth year, a tiny sprout emerges from the earth. Compared to the fern, it is seemingly small and insignificant. But just six months later, the bamboo rises to over 30 meters in height. It spent five years growing roots. Those roots made it strong and gave it what it needed to thrive. So here's the truth you need to put on your keychain and carry along with you. Great tests lead to great testimonies. Great battles lead to great victories. Great struggles lead to great praise. The longer you wait and the harder the test, then the greater will be your rejoicing when the answer finally comes. God is working in the delay to strengthen you. But not only that, God is working in the delay to bring you good. Romans 8.28 promises us, we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who've been called out according to his purpose. That's my testimony. When I was living in Wari, Nigeria, I was leading a church called Calvary Temple and a Bible college called Discipleship Training Bible Institute. Our church had bought land and we'd built a beautiful building, but we didn't have a permanent site for the Bible college. We were praying for a permanent location for our Bible school, and God answered our prayers. The Lord gave us the opportunity to purchase a large facility on the main road in our city. The owner not only gave us a good price, he also agreed that we could pay him in installments over a period of years, and he didn't charge us any interest. It was a miracle. But then one day, I got news that seemed to be a setback. The owner of the land had died. Our agreement was in jeopardy. And to make matters worse, our next payment was coming due and we didn't have the money to pay. So when the late owner's family asked for a meeting, I thought they wanted to cancel the contract. I thought perhaps that they would come and demand immediate payment in full and we didn't have the money to pay. But God was with us. He was working in the delay. 
the family met me. And to my surprise, they actually delayed the payment. They gave me more time to pay. And in that time, God moved on a family in the U.S. to donate the entire amount we needed to make full payment. When we didn't have the money to pay, it seemed that our prayers were not being answered. But God worked in the delay to bring us good. See, it may not be your timing, but God's time is always perfect. And the fact is, God gives the best to those who leave the choice to him. If you'll trust him to give you what's best for you, he will work all things for your good. God is just as interested in working in you through prayer as he is working through you in prayer. For God is working in the delay to change you. James chapter 4, verse 3, pinpoints the reason why our prayers may be delayed. Apostle James says, when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives. And sometimes God doesn't answer our prayers because he has to change us. Sometimes your answers are delayed because God has to deal with an attitude inside of you. Tell your neighbor he's talking about you. Listen, friends, prayer is not all about seeking what you want and need. Prayer is not all about getting things from God. Too many of us today think God is our houseboy to bring us what we need when we need it. God, give me a house, a car, a wife, and two kids. And bring me a Coke and a meat pie while you're at it. Hey! Now listen to me. It's not wrong to pray for those things. We need God to keep us safe. We need him to heal us. We need money. And we need marriage partners and children. And praise God, he's promised to do all of that for us. Hallelujah. I believe God is a miracle working God who cares about you and your problems. But if all your prayers are centered around you and your needs and your problems, then you are still a baby in Christ. You need to grow and mature. You need to see that God is not an ATM cash machine. Prayer is not your bank card to just go and get whatever you want from God. Prayer is holding a conversation with your Father in heaven. It's loving him and worshiping him. It's honoring him and working together with him for his will and his purpose to be done on earth. And oftentimes, when our answer is delayed, it works to change us. Prayer isn't about me controlling God. Prayer is about God controlling me. That's why in Luke 22, 42 and 43, we see how Jesus prayed. He said, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet, not my will, but yours be done. Jesus prayed for what he wanted but he yielded the answer to God. So don't fight God. When trials come, remind yourself that this is temporary. It's just a test. God is preparing me to go up higher. If I yield to him, he will work it out for good. In the end, God will answer. Are you facing a situation right now in your life that has you down? You've prayed for something for a long time and there seems to be no answer. Maybe you've asked the Lord for a life partner and yet the years are slipping away and no one is in sight. Perhaps you need a better job but all your efforts prove futile. Maybe you've been struggling with sin and you're crying out for deliverance or you're listening today with a pain in your heart. You need a child but all your efforts come up empty. Delay is not denial. This is not the end. There is still hope, for there is still God. So don't give up praying, for this is not the end. 
Let God work in the delay. Let him build your faith. Let him bring you something better. Let him change you so that whatever his will is will become your will too. That's why you need to stand in faith right now and not allow doubt to come in. In the midst of the delay, you have to believe in the promises of God. And the promise is to everyone today, if you persist in prayer, allowing God to work in the delay, your persistence will pay off. And that brings us to our third reason we should never stop praying. Persistent prayer always, somebody say always, always produces results. Listen to how our story ends in Luke 18, 7. Jesus said, God will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night. You see, faith and persistence are always linked together. That's why we're commanded in Hebrews 6, 12, imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. See, friends, the fact is that Prayer that gets results is persistent prayer. In order to reap a harvest, you have to be able to persevere in prayer. You have to mix faith with patience. But if you give up too soon, you'll miss the answer that God wants to give to you. Millions of prayers have gone unanswered because the person praying gave up. Your faith is not in vain. Through faith and patience, you're going to inherit the promises. Through faith and patience, you're going to win the battle. Through faith and patience, you will have the assurance of mercy and of answered prayers. Through faith and patience, you will overcome. For Psalm 91, 14 and 15 says, The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. That's the testimony from the famous gospel singer, Darwin Hobbs. He recently released a powerful song called, Get Ready. Some of my favorite words in that song are, I'm expecting a move of God. I'm expecting a miracle. But for 21 years, Darwin's expectation was delayed. He and his wife, Tracy, were married for 21 years without a child. They prayed. They were prayed for. They sought God for 21 years. They were expecting a miracle, but the miracle was delayed. Then on Friday, May 2nd of this year, 2021, at 4.33 a.m., their baby girl was born. Darwin said, Tracy and I are both 45 years old. We went through years of being desperate for a baby, but God knew his time was perfect. God ordered it in his time for us. We share openly about our journey to encourage others who haven't yet obtained the promise. God can't lie. If he said it, he's good for it, no matter what it is. In fact, that's what the Bible says in Psalm 65, 1, 2, and 5. What mighty praise, O God, belongs to you in Zion. We will fulfill our vows to you, for you answer our prayers. You faithfully answer our prayers with awesome deeds. O God, our Savior, you are the hope of everyone on earth. So do not despair, my friend. You are not forgotten. Don't grow tired of praying, for God has promised you that he will bring the answer in the right time. That's why Galatians 6, 9 says, so let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. 
Somebody is coming into their due season right now. There is about to be a manifestation of God in your life. It's not time to give up. It's time to lift up your head because something is about to happen in your life. God is going to do it. I'm talking to somebody today who feels discouraged. I'm talking to somebody today who's filled with fear. I'm talking to somebody today who's tired and weary. You feel like you can't go on. I'm talking to somebody today who's downcast and brokenhearted. Don't give up. Don't stop praying. Your answer is on its way. For the night is always darkest just before the dawn. The evidence that you are close to your breakthrough is that you will feel like you're about to faint. But don't faint. You're at the door of your miracle. You're at the threshold of your breakthrough. Pray and don't give up. Delay is not denial. God is not unjust. Your faith is not in vain. So hear the word of the Lord to you today from Habakkuk 2.3. These things I plan, God says won't happen right away slowly steadily surely the time approaches when the vision will be fulfilled if it seems slow do not despair for these things will surely come to pass just be patient they will not be overdue a single day for god wants to answer your prayers delay is not denial and persistent prayer always produces results. So don't stop praying. God, I pray you'll give strength and grace to everyone right now listening and watching. I pray that the downcast will be encouraged. I pray that the weak will be strengthened. I pray that the brokenhearted will be healed. I pray that you will bring back everything that's been lost. I pray that you recover every relationship, recover every lost opportunity, recover every finance that's been stolen or taken away or deprived from your people. Hear us when we pray and give us the courage and the faith that we will not stop praying. Oh Lord, I pray today you are good and I praise you. I praise your holy name. I pray that everyone watching and listening will have a revelation of your love, a revelation of your goodness today that will encourage them. You want to answer prayer. Delay is not denial and when we persevere, we will see powerful results. I bind every spirit of the enemy that has come now to steal the seed of the word out of their hearts. I command you, Satan, to be silent. I bind every bondage. I bind every shackle. I cut it off from the people of God, and I loose the spirit of God upon your people today to bless with healings, deliverance, restoration, recovery, resurrection, and Lord, that you will give us the answers to our prayers when we don't stop praying. I thank you by faith in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. God bless you for listening to this message. Reverend Richard C. Whitcomb is the senior pastor of Agape House, New Testament Church in East Lagon. If you are ever in Accra, we would like you to worship with us on Saturday night at 6 p.m. or on Sunday at 7.30, 9.30 or 11.30 a.m. You will have an awesome experience. We're here